This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Well, it's a bad sign when your team isn't scheduled to play a game until October and you're getting suspended in the month of May. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80, Aaron Goldhammer, Ian Fitzsimmons in for the guys today. Ian, it doesn't happen often, but Chris Canty is actually making an appearance on his own show on ESPN Radio. He joins the chat now. Chris, there's going to be plenty of time to talk about Ja, get ready for Game 1 in the East tonight, but... Ian and I are celebrating today because, thank goodness, the greatest sports video game of all time is coming back 2024, (laughs) EA Sports, college football, name, image, likeness, and it is worth popping a bottle of champagne. Uh, Absolutely. I'm all for it. And the fact that we're going to have the guys' names on there, the players now, but then guys from yesteryear, I'm fired up about it. And Fellas, this is probably about the only time where Virginia will have a chance to compete for national championships when I go into <laughs> dynasty mode. So I, I'm looking forward to that, like being able to, to win the college football playoff. Caleb Williams just transferred to Virginia. <laughs> exactly. I don't know how it happened. Exactly. But... That's, that's about the best we, we, we're going to have a chance to get to, uh, to get the national title. So, yeah, I'm excited about it. I'm fired up. I think it's an awesome video game. Uh, do you do you like getting goal line D nonstop and just play you with you you know like like you, you take control of that dude named Canty with the back on the with the name on the back of the uni and just blitz every single time? See, I haven't really worked out my strategy, and usually you got to play the game for a little bit to figure out the quirks and how you can get that cheat code that'll allow you to have like thirty sacks in a season with a D lineman. So I've got to play it for a while, and then once I play it, I'll figure it out, and I'll tell you what defense I have to get in every single down, but. I'm excited about it, man. Everybody's excited about it. Like, I remember when I was in school, that was a big deal, um, having the college football joint, having the Madden. And, and so actually having, um, you know, the opportunity to, to see it revamped and bringing it back and, and with all of the new technology, seeing how to impact gameplay, I'm fired up about it. It's going to be dope. CC, this is a holy day. I have not gotten on the sticks since 1993, the year after Bill Walsh, Sega college football made its debut in 1992 and you could take Lemansky Hall in the 92 Alabama D get down in goal line that's why I asked that and you couldn't block him coming off the edge I would dominate your ass all day long I mean you couldn't get a snap off so I may have to come out of retirement big man and uh, get back on the sticks you know what and you know what I've put down video games I haven't played video games in a really long time probably over a decade I will buy a new gaming system <laughs> yes, just yes. to play the college football like the NCAA. I'm I would you. buy a PlayStation 5 just to play it. Like, I, w- I would. It's that big of a deal. Like, that's how much fun Can- I had in Dynasty mode with those things. Canty, is it cool and fun to play as yourself in Madden? Like, is that a thing NFL players like to do or no? No, it's not a thing. Here's the deal. When I was in the NFL, it was more fun to play college football. When I was in college, it was more fun to play Madden, if that makes sense. Hmm. I don't know. There's a little bit of a superstition there for me, but I will say this. Every NFL player whether they're admitted or not, is obsessed with their Madden rating. And just like that, every single player, both past and present in college football, will be obsessed with their NCAA rating. Obsessed. <laughs> I'm telling you. That's funny because it's, it's, it's true. A real thing. That's funny because it's true. It's a legitimate chip on the shoulder. I'm five points rated less than I should be. And then the guys who are 99s, like, you know, I mean, they, they get bowed down to in the locker room, right? 
Yeah, I mean, well, there's a whole 99 club with Madden, right? Right. There's only like five yep. or six guys that get the 99 rating and they get the gold football or whatever, 99 rating for the Madden club. Like, it's, it's a big deal. And here's the thing, like, you just want your respect from your peers and from the fans when you're a player, whether you're in the league, whether you're in college. And the rating has a lot to do with how you're perceived. So I think that's, that's why players are so sensitive about it. Um, I was disappointed on Sunday when I woke up. You know, I love watching guys, John Morant, play basketball. But this situation has reached a really bad place. Um, He was seen on another Instagram live video with his friends brandishing another firearm. Um, I thought this was interesting perspective. And, Chris, I know you wanted to react to this. This was J.J. Redick, ESPN NBA analyst, of course, former player, reacting to what's going on right now with Ja and the idea that he should face a really long, like half a season long suspension from the NBA. Take a listen. We've got mass shooting after mass shooting and nobody's doing a damn thing about it. So I get why we're so sensitive to this right now. But there's no consequence for Greg Abbott telling his constituents that they should go buy more guns. And then we have mass shooting after mass shooting in Texas. There's no consequence for an elected Tennessee official to send out a Christmas card holding AR-15s with his young family. And then there's a shooting in his very district. There's no consequences to that. So why are we why are we trying to lay down the hammer on a 23 year old who didn't break a law? Explain that to me. Yeah, I hate the yeah, but argument from J.J. right there. I think it's silly. Uh, I mean, it's it's what John Morant did on IG Live in both instances continues to perpetuate behaviors and stereotypes in a community that over-indexes in gun-related deaths. I, I don't want to hear that as a black man in America. You're not doing John Morant or the black community any favors. Now, as far as him highlighting the legality of it, and I put that in air quotes, To me, it takes the focus off of the need for accountability and responsibility on John Moran's part. But beyond all of that, guys, we 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 don't have to focus on all of that. Like 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 to me, that's that 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 is a part of the conversation. But that's not the crux of what we need to be getting into because ultimately, what this comes down to is John Morant being employed by the NBA and by the Memphis Grizzlies. And every job, every, every occupation, every business has their code of conduct. And if you violate the code of conduct, there are consequences. John Morant violated the code of conduct. He was on a business trip, a road trip, when he was out there in Glendale, Colorado, and there was a firearm there. You're not supposed to have firearms when you're on NBA business. That's a violation. And he was punished. He was disciplined. And in that conversation... We were told by Adam Silver last night that this type of behavior is not what we're looking for from you. When you repeat that behavior, you embarrass the commissioner. You embarrass, essentially, one of your superiors when it comes to your job because you are an employee. The the employer or your superior is well within their rights to be heavy-handed when it comes to the discipline. If for no other reason, just to make sure that when he talks to other players about other issues, they heed his warnings. So I don't understand why we're all up in arms about the commissioner potentially holding John Morant accountable to the degree of suspending him for half a year or suspending him for a whole season. I don't understand why that's such a far-fetched concept. 
because any other business would do the same thing. I, I don't. That's the part of it I don't get. So I think we can we can twist ourselves a little bit too much when it comes to what we're actually talking about. Yeah, there are implications because of Josh's platform and the level of influence that he has and how it impacts certain communities and, and gun violence in general. Th- those are parts of the conversation, but that's not the heart of the conversation. The heart of the conversation is the NBA is a business. John Moran is an employee. They told their employee they ain't about this life, even though he wants to be. If he continues to ignore what they're telling him they want him to stop doing, why would we be surprised with, with how, how heavy the discipline is that the commissioner might lay at John Moran's doorstep? I, that's the part that is beyond me. Hey, Canty, look, we're in step with you because the legal side is completely different from a business that is a private entity. That's what the NBA is. And let me ask you this. If, if your boss in any walk of life, whatever your, whatever your chosen profession is, summons you to his office – because you brandished a firearm in a public place, intoxicated, and then you tell him, which in is his unlawful, office, by the way, in, in yeah, Colorado. Right. It's an it's an open carry state, but if you're under the influence of any controlled substance, including alcohol, that's illegal. But that's beside the point. But that right. you know, because JJ was saying it's legal, he didn't break the law. But that's a part of the conversation too. But go ahead. Right. Yeah. And the boss summons you to his office, and you tell him to his face. Never happen again. I'm sorry. I'm changing. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be better. And then two weeks after your season ends, you are caught on video brandishing a firearm on a public highway. Again, in public with a weapon. What happens to you? Because I'll tell you what happens to me. My butt's fired. Yes. I'm out. Yeah. 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 And here's the thing. And we understand that in pro sports, the more talented you are, the more leash, the more runway you're going to get. Of course. And that's why John Moran is going to get chance after chance after chance. But if he continues down this road, eventually he's going to run out of chances. Yeah. Because the business is going to determine that he's no good for the bottom line and he's a liability. But to your point, we're talking about the IG Live video in Colorado, the IG Live over the weekend with his friend Devontae Pack who was also involved in the incident in Indiana with the Pacers and whether it was a, a laser pointer or, a, a, you know, a, 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 a gun sight, we don't know. But the, if it, the NBA investigated and decided they're going to ban him from going to any future NBA games, this is the guy that he continues to surround himself with. The incident at the sneaker store with his family members and, you know, it was believed that somebody brandished a firearm there. The incident with the teenager who we got into an altercation with, and he claims that it was self-defense when he this brandished is, the firearm there. This this Exactly. We're not I mean, talking about one or two isolated incidents. We're talking right. about four or five situations over the course of a year and a half right. with John Moran and guns. It yep. is a disturbing pattern. Yep. And so I don't understand why everyone is – you know, is coming to the defense of John Morant when his behavior is indefensible. I, I, I don't get that. That doesn't I, make sense to me. I also think, you know, there's what's most important. You know, do you feel a responsibility to take care of the people who you grew up with and to be loyal to your friends? and Or do you feel a stronger responsibility now to your teammates and to yourself and to your own level of talent to try to surround yourself with 
look, I did stupid stuff when I was young, Chris, but a lot of times it was because I surrounded myself with other stupid people. It's amazing how stupid people can get when they're surrounded by other stupid people. One of the things I respect LeBron for the most is he has surrounded himself with really smart, responsible people and friends, and you don't see any of this kind of stuff coming from and that's part of what has made him great that's part of his legacy it's part of his story canty and carlin on espn radio the espn app sirius xm channel 80 aaron goldhammer ian fitzsimmons and chris canty is with us all right let's shift gears here talk a little sixers joel Embiid uh apparently was not brought into the loop chris when they made the decision to fire Doc Rivers, and he's also not going to be a part of the decision on hiring the next coach. This just seems like it's not exactly in lockstep with the way sports work in 2023. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't like anything about what I'm hearing coming out of Philadelphia right now. And and I was in the camp of, you know, moving on from Doc Rivers. I thought that was the right decision, if for no other reason to. I guess establish a standard for what this team is aspiring for. Like we're we're not about you know being a team that's bounced in the second round of the playoffs every year. We've got to find a way to break through, establishing some urgency within the organization to capitalize on having Joel Embiid and MVP caliber talent on the team. So I'm all for that. But to the point where where Daryl Morey is saying that no players are going to have input on the coaching search and how Mike D'Antoni has surfaced as one of the front runners for this job. I just, I don't feel like that's the direction that Philadelphia needs to be going is as innovative as D'Antoni has proven himself to be. When you think about D'Antoni led teams, you don't think about big men and and whoever the Sixers bring in as their next head coach, Joel Embiid has to be the focal point of whatever offensive system they're going to run. I love the idea of bringing in Nick Nurse, uh, from the Toronto Raptors, somebody that has a championship on their resume, I think he would be good. I, I mean, Mike Budenholzer wouldn't be a bad way to go. Another coach that has a championship on his resume uh, that's worked with a dynamic big in this league. I think there are better options than Dan Tony in the current marketplace. Um, I get that a big part of the coaching hire is trying to recruit James Harden to stay in Philadelphia. Yeah, But this has to be a Joel Embiid centric decision and i think that's 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 at the heart of the matter now one you know just a you know devil's advocate here somebody would say well in in order to keep joel Embiid, you probably need to hang on to james harden too that may well be true but i can't make this decision this coaching hire based on what james james harden wants hell no and that's why i don't believe half of what maury said today can't he right, right. <laughs> i'm being we were, serious we were man. poking holes in it right right I mean, guys i mean if, you, you can't this can't be the way that they're operating this chris if you're not especially in the nba consulting your reigning mvp on who the future coach is you are dumber than every pair of shoes that i own <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Because <laughs> if not, Embiid is seeking life elsewhere. Right. Done. He's going to be, he's gonna he's be coaching. He's going to be coaching Tobias Harris as his best right. player pretty right. soon. That's the way it goes. I mean, come on, man. Also, I think it's smart to consult your best employee. You know, we talked about this employer-employee dynamic. It's always best to try to get everybody's input and have everybody brought into the mix. 
it feels to me like Harden's voice in Maury's ear is stronger than Embiid's. Chris, to your point. And we know that the love affair between Maury and Harden goes way back. So it'll be a fascinating offseason to see how this goes for the Sixers. But I'm not sure I like Joel Embiid's championship chances over the course of the next couple of years. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, Aaron Goldhammer with Ian Fitzsimmons. Chris Canty is the host of this show, and he is joining us. You can follow him on Twitter at Chris Canty 99 How um, impressed <laughs> were you with Nikola Jokic last night? Oh, man, he was as dominant as any player has been in the playoffs last night. Unbelievable. I mean, I guess the best way to put it in words is that AD had a 40.10 board night, and it seemed quiet because of how Jokic was dominating him, particularly in the first half. I thought things changed a little bit when they put Rui Hachimura on him, one-on-one coverage uh, in the fourth quarter, and that freed up Anthony Davis to play free safety and be more of a rim protector, which is – more impactful for the Lakers' defense. But overall, just the ability to control the complexion of the game, his playmaking on the offensive side, uh, the pressure that he put on the Lakers' defense in the half court and in transition. I mean, guys, as dominant an offensive force as we have in this league. So uh, it'd be interesting to see if what Darvin Ham did in the fourth quarter Mm -hmm. is a wrinkle that, that, is sustainable throughout the series if that mm-hmm. has an impact in terms of neutralizing some of the playmaking of Jokic um, in game two and beyond. Good but, luck. I, I mean, I mean, but Jokic is is putting himself with this postseason yeah. in the conversation for the best player in the world. I, I get that he won back-to-back MVPs a couple of years ago, but this performance in this postseason legitimizes those MVPs in the same way that we saw – Giannis winning a title legitimize his. You know, it's funny. I To me, it feels like, Ian, there were some people that just saw Nikola Jokic play for the first time last night. They yeah. were surprised. They were Not like, us, wait. But yes. Like, yeah, wait, like, wait, the wait, fringe wait, really this, yeah, yeah, hold on. Wait. No, no, no. He almost averaged a triple-double this year. <laughs> Guys, there's a reason why he is the two-time MVP. Hey, big fella, we know your Lakers. I mean, it, it hurt last night. Little confidence because of the second half, especially the fourth quarter going into game two. But for you and I, Canty, yesterday we went 2-1-1. One, and one. The only one we lost was that total. We lost that bad boy in the first 30 seconds. We yeah, had that, hurt. that hurt. That hurt. That hurt. First 30 that seconds, man. I almost text you going, we got no shot. It's over. No shot. No shot. <laughs> we got no, no shot. But 2-1-1, we'll, we'll, we'll take it. We'll take it. But Ian, you know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? God, Hammer, I'm going to say this. What I'm going to do for game two is the same thing I did for game six in the second round against the Warriors. I'm going to make game two a canty-can't-lose game. And I know people are going to question my Lakers fandom, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bet on the Denver Nuggets. I'm going to take the Denver Nuggets to win on the money line. And I know it's not going to be a whole lot of money because they're minus money in this. I get it. They're favored. But I'm going to do that, and I'm going to put some coins down because if my Lakers – don't take care of business and go down 0-2, at least I can feel better that I made myself a little bit of coin. Amen. That's called a canty can't lose. That's a canty can't lose right there. Tune in tomorrow. Game two, NBA Western (laughs) Conference Finals, Nuggets-Lakers, presented by Indeed. Coverage starts 8 o'clock Eastern 
on most ESPN radio stations and on Sirius XM Channel 80. He's got to go track down a PlayStation 5, Chris Canty, with us <laughs> on ESPN Radio. Thank you, Chris. Right, later, guys. Up next, Carolina Panthers quarterback Andy Dalton on EA Sports, on NCAA football, on NIL, and on Bryce Young. We get to all of that with Andy Dalton next after Ian has this word from NHTSA. Every day there are drivers on the road who decide not to buckle their seatbelts. They are not Mensa members. Some of those drivers will be ticketed by law enforcement. Some of those drivers who crash won't make it home. Buckling up is the single most effective way to protect your life in the event of a crash and make it home safely to your loved ones. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. If you're looking to support your alma mater with some NIL money, there's a new way to do it. And we got a man to tell you about it here on Canty and Carlin as we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive protects your home, auto, boat, motorcycle, and RV, and you could save money. Visit Progressive.com. I'm Ian Fitzsimmons, and for Canty and Carlin, along with Aaron Goldhammer here on ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80, as we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Joining us right now, he's going in his 13th year in the NFL, three-time Pro Bowler, has thrown for nearly 40,000 yards in his career in the National Football League and got TCU to a Rose Bowl. We're talking about Andy Dalton, who returns here to ESPN Radio. And Andy, before we get into uh, a, you know, a venture that you're involved in when it comes to NIL, today's a holy day. EA Sports College Football is back. And in this day and age, even if you weren't going to get paid, would you be all in on having your name, image, and likeness back in the game? Absolutely. That was like one of the coolest things when you're, you know, you get to college, you, the NCAA games coming out, you, one, you get to be on the game, but I feel like so many people played the game just growing up and uh, were, were huge fans of the game. 
So, I mean, I was one of those guys that was going at midnight as soon as the day was coming out to go pick it up. <laughs> Me and my roommates were, you know, playing against each other. And, um, you know, that, that game was, was really cool to have. So it, it, it's, it's nice that it's coming back. Take people into an NFL locker room. You've been in the league for, what, 12, 13 years now, three-time Pro Bowler, thrown for nearly 40,000 yards. Um, the, the conversations and the arguments that happen in an NFL locker room over college football and your alma maters. Yeah, you know, it's always fun to uh, to talk about scenarios that you can never play out. Like, oh, well, we would have beat y'all, you know, you know, from whenever it was. And, you know, you can never – nobody's going to win the argument. But it's always something that's talked about. There's a lot of pride that everybody takes in the, the, the school they went to, their alma mater. And, um, you know, I, I've got a lot of bragging rights of what TC was able to do this year, too. So, uh, you know, it's, it's definitely something that's talked about a lot. Yeah, well, if there's a Georgia Bulldog on that Carolina roster, you might want to avoid them. Yeah, well, I no we don't offense. have to talk about that one. We can talk about <laughs> the rest of the season. There you go. And it was a hell of a year for your TCU Horn Frogs. And I mentioned NIL being involved in EA Sports college football, coming back to uh, to you know a store or on Amazon near you, whatever, you're, however you're going to purchase a damn thing. I'm excited, also, man. It's it's one of those where I won't get on the sticks because I got addicted to Bill Walsh night 1992 college football, but I will watch and actually wager on other people playing. I, I have issues, but what you and your wife have done, it, it, this is a truly cutting edge technology, folks. Describe what the My NIL Pay app is. And what you did for for what four hundred and fifty student athletes at TCU? Describe it. Yeah, you know, I think you know, especially with where it's at, and NIL is such a big deal in college sports now that uh, these students can make money off of their name, image, and likeness. And so, um, what my NIL has done is you know create an app and create an opportunity for you to give directly to uh, the athletes that that you that you want. Um, you can donate to a whole sports program or you can donate to the whole school, kind of like what, um, what, what we decided to do to, to make a donation to all the athletes. So, uh, obviously that's, uh, it's new. It's cutting edge exactly what you said and, um, something that these students are going to be able to really benefit from. The app again is my NIL pay and, and anybody can do this. Anybody can sign up and donate just into their school's, you know, particular category and just, just knock it out. Any fan can do it. Anybody can do it. So that's what, uh, it, it's, you know, when you have the app, all you got to do is download it and, uh, you know, all the information's on there. Man, Andy, what made you and your wife, Jordan, donate to every single student athlete at TCU? You could have done just the football team and people would have given you a standing ovation. Why everybody? Well, I think, you know, the, the school's meant so much to uh, my wife and I. Both of us graduates at TCU. And, um, you know, just, there's more than just the football program. Obviously, the football program was a big part of our life. But uh, and just to give back to the whole athletic program is, and all the student athletes there is uh, just something that we wanted to do. Again, the app, my NIL pay if you want to help your alma mater. Uh, Andy Dalton, three-time Pro Bowler, quarterback, Carolina Panthers. He's thrown for nearly 4,000 yards in his NFL career, joining us here on ESPN Radio with Aaron Goldhammer on me and Fitzsimmons. This time of year for you, Andy, what's it like as a vested vet uh, going into – you have voluntary OTAs coming up, and then all of a sudden, before you know it, vacation's over and fall camp begins. Take us behind the scenes. What's this time of year like for a veteran? Yeah, you know, it, it, especially for me, where I'm at, and I've been on a couple different teams the last several years, and so it's 
uh, you know, learning the team, learning the culture, kind of help build that, especially now with the new staff here in, in Carolina, and and then just try to try to get in on the offense and making sure that you kind of know all the ins and outs. Obviously, for me, you know, this is going on year thirteen. I've uh, I've played a ton of ball. I've seen a lot of ball. I've been in a lot of different offenses, and so um, it's just getting all the all the little details of stuff so you have the mastery when you actually start playing these games and, and get into fall camp and uh, season starts. You have a competition there with the number one overall pick in Bryce Young. How much do you, as far as all the knowledge, you've seen every coverage that anybody can throw at you in a 13-year career, how much do you share and try and be a player coach or how much are you just trying to whip his butt and beat him out? <laughs> well, you know, I think for me, again, it's the knowledge and you know, with everybody in the quarterback room, I'm explaining what my thought process is on every play, you know, walk the line versus certain looks that the defense is giving you. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm an open book when it comes to all that kind of stuff. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm trying to help out everybody in the room as, as much as I can, but also let them know that, uh, that, that I'm out there. And I, I'm not just, I don't just only know what I can do. I, I, can, I, can, I can play too. What was your first impression of the Alabama quarterback? Yeah, he's he's really talented. He's he's wired the right way. He is it's so important to him. He's got the right mentality, right mindset, smart kid. And so uh it's gonna be a lot of fun to, to see where this thing goes and he's got a ton of talent and just excited to kinda of see how it all progresses and uh and how it all takes shape. You uh you mentioned a new coaching staff, uh with Frank Reich being there now as a head coach. It was one questionable hire. Can you guess which one it was? <laughs> I'm going to assume you're talking about your brother. That, that'd, be, that'd be the one. Talk about first impressions. When you when you met Fitz for the first time, your reaction was what? I'm very, I'm fascinated to hear this. Well, the, the first thing, I mean, obviously you're going to a new place. You're meeting new people, all that kind of stuff. He's one of those personalities that stands out right from the beginning. You know, it's like, okay, we, we know the, the funny guy in the room. You know, we know the guy's going to be loud and uh, you know, a great personality. But it, it's been fun. Like I said, this is it's all about building relationships and stuff. And he's one that uh, that, that it'll be fun to get to know as, as, as things as time goes on. Andy, there is no sensor from brain to mouth with that dude. So just forewarned, forearmed, if you get my drift. <laughs> yeah, I got <gotcha>. you. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, man, what you and your wife Jordan did for those uh, TCU athletes is, is remarkable. Again, it's my NIL pay. He donated money uh, via that app to every single student athlete at his alma mater at TCU, and he is fully endorsing EA Sports College football coming back because he was on the sticks till about 2 in the morning every time it came out every single year. Hey, Andy, greatly appreciate the time. Stay healthy. Keep little bro in line over there at Carolina and go win some games. Thanks for your time, bud. I appreciate it. Thanks. Uh, it's our pleasure, man. Andy Dalton, quarterback, Carolina Panthers, here with us on ESPN Radio. All right, when you return, one of the best stand-up comedians and actors in Hollywood today confessed to something a lot of us have done with our kids, and you might not be proud of it. Right here on ESPN Radio. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Most popular stand-up comedians in the world, I guess you could call him now a movie star, appeared with us earlier, Sebastian Maniscalco. If you missed it, you can go back, listen to Canty and Carlin podcast wherever you get your podcasts. I think that's a thing, right, Ian? 
You can get your podcast wherever you get your podcast, right? I think that actually makes complete sense. You can get your podcast wherever you get your podcast. I'm, I'm glad when we you really see, think about it. Eye to it, eye. Well, we are presented by pre- presented by Progressive Insurance. Uh, about my father is Sebastian Maniscalco's new movie with Robert De Niro. It premieres on May the twenty sixth. We covered a wide variety of topics earlier with Sebastian. Ian, but one of the things that we discussed somehow in particular this came up is what he's been doing recently at his daughter's three-year-old soccer games. Take a listen. I took my kid to soccer yesterday. He's three years old, and uh, you know, I, 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 I'm looking at the parents on the sidelines. Uh, by the way, what I've been doing, I've been, I've been bringing a little wine to the soccer practices. <laughs> I tell you what, man, it really helps watching three-year-olds with a little buzz. Fair or foul? Yeah. <laughs> That's a Aaron Judge 462 walk-off. Are you kidding me? Look, we've all been there, and we're not proud of it. You know, I really don't partake that much anymore. But, man, I'll I'll give you a story. This happened like three years ago. Uh My youngest daughter, Marin, is a softball pitcher. Uh-huh. So that adds some stress, right? Because you could throw a gem and you give off a walk-off bomb and lose sure. one nothing with 14 sure. Ks and your kid's getting blamed. Yep. Well, a friend of ours, Pitt, was an all-state pitcher in Georgia, and she's one of our adopted kids, you know, family friends that come over and you have them over for Sunday dinner and all that stuff. Like, you know, if you ever watch Blue Bloods, you know, the Reagan family style, and yeah. you, you attack, right? You feed all these adopted wayward children. Well, one of them's Hannah Bolvin, and she was coaching my youngest on – Having you know on pitching, mm-hmm. and she shows up to this junior high ballpark with a yeti, uh-huh. and I looked at her and I went, pointed to the yeti. She goes, oh, "I've already called my dad," and I said, "Why?" She goes, "I just had to confess to him because I used to get mad at him when he would show up with a yeti and have a, a cocktail in it." And she said, "Now the anxiety of watching Marin on the mound plus an awful day at work." I needed a damn cocktail, and I've already called him. I told him I love him. I told him I get it now, and there you go. So we've all been there at one point or another, and Sebastian with a three-year-old is now where we've all been, and it is fair as hell. Look, three-year-old soccer is – it's not even – Soccer. It's just chase the ball around, right? I mean, grapes moving around the field. Yeah. What? What are you trying to like? No one's running plays. No one understands that. It literally, it's to try to run. Just get your kids outside to run so that they nap and then eventually sleep later on at night. But what I would say about this is, after noon, after twelve p.m., I will not judge you. But if it is a Saturday morning, nine a.m. Okay. Well, what if you had a rough Friday? I I would probably roll my eyes a little bit, but maybe I don't partake enough. Maybe this is my fault. Triple eight say ESPN. Oh Lord. Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Have you ever consumed an alcoholic beverage at your kid's sporting event? Is it fair or foul? The other problem is you start to get into it with one of the officials, and they smell a little something on your breath. You are gone. You are taking the longest walk of shame in the history of walks of shame. See, that's why you got to have the white claw. 
You just gotta that's, have the, the hard seltzer. It listen, won't smell that's a veteran. As, as, that's a vet. as potent, as pungent as some of the other smells. And you know, right, right now, Ian is holding up a pack of dentine, baby. Altoids. What do you need? I got it. I got you covered. Got Before you want to go choke out an official, right, with a buzz, which is a bad move, both both counts. Right. Pop a, yeah, pop a piece of gum and then go get your money's worth. And then you think, like, when, when you're at, I don't know, like high school, I imagine that at high school football games, people, but three-year-old soccer games, I got to say a bold move by Sebastian Maniscalco and by a lot of the parents out there, apparently. Triple eight say ESPN, our number, 888-729-3776. All right, up next... Daryl Morey kind of made a fool of himself today. If things weren't bad enough for the Philadelphia 76ers, we'll talk about it on Canty and Carlin. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.